Well, hello, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> oh my goodness, I am off on my adventures today. I am going to London, baby. <laughs> so, I'm going to the capital city of England. Oh my goodness. <sighs> and I'm going to have adventures and I'm going to have a wonderful time. <laughs> All without children. I'm just going to see my have my friends with me. And we're going on a train. So I'm going to read the story for today before I go to the train station. It's going to be so exciting today. And luckily it's not raining. It luckily it's quite a nice day out there. So now, how are you all? Are we all good? I really hope so. I have a weird fact for you today. Do you know what? I have found out that there is a fruit called a black sapote. I think I've pronounced that right. And it's found in Central and South America. And do you know what it tastes like? It tastes like chocolate pudding. What? It tastes like chocolate and sweet custard. So together, chocolate pudding. I need this fruit in my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. So basically, if it's a fruit, it's good for you. Wow. And because you can have, you're supposed to have five a day, aren't you? Five fruit or vegetables a day. So in theory, I guess, you could have five of those a day. And that's good for you. So it'd be like having five chocolate puddings. My head is blown. <laughs> My mind and my brain have just blown up. <laughs> Imagine, I really need to find where I can get these, this fruit from, definitely. Oh, imagine chocolate flavoured fruit. Wowzers. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about chocolate flavoured fruit because that will be making me hungry for chocolate and it's too early for chocolate very very much too early so are we all good are we all up to anything exciting today it's saturday you've got to be up to something you've got to be doing something come on share share with me what you're going to be doing <laughs> or what you're going to be doing tomorrow I am going to be coming home on a train tomorrow. Um, possibly going to have a little bit of a headache tomorrow because of my excitement and adventures today. But I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Anyhow, before we go anywhere and before I go off on my journeys for the day, I need to read today's story, don't I? And... If you remember, yesterday 
Chapter One of The Magic Faraway Tree, Book Two. Rick came to stay. And now, Chapter Two is they're off to the enchanted wood. So, woohoo, they must be taking Rick with them. So here goes. The children ate their breakfast quickly. Mother told them to make sandwiches for themselves and to take a small chocolate cake from the cupboard. Oh, you can take some doughnuts too, she said. And there's some apples in that dish over there. When you come home, I'll bake some potatoes in the oven and you can eat them with butter and cheese. Oh, mother, we will be hungry, said Joe at once. Let's hurry up with the sandwiches. We want to start off as soon as possible. Now, be home by six o'clock or I shall worry, said mother. And look after your cousin. Yes, we will, promised Joe. At last, everything was ready. Joe packed the food into a leather bag and slung it over his shoulder. Then the four of them set off to the enchanted wood. It didn't take them long to get there. A narrow ditch was between the lane and the wood. You've got to jump over the ditch, Rick, said Joe. They all jumped over. Rick stood still when he was in the wood. What a strange noise the leaves of the trees make, he said. It's it's as if they were talking to one another, telling secrets. They are telling secrets, said Beth. And do you know, Rick, if the trees have any messages for us, we can hear it by pressing our left ears to the trunk of the trees. Then we really hear what they say. Wisha, 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 said the trees. Come on, said Joe impatiently. Let's go to the faraway tree. They all went on and soon came to the mysterious magic tree. Rick stared at it in great astonishment. Wow, it's simply enormous, he said. I've never seen such a big tree in my life. And you can't possibly see the top. Goodness me, what kind of tree is it? It's got oak leaves and yet it doesn't really seem like an oak. It's a funny tree, said Beth. It may grow acorns and oak leaves for a little way and then suddenly you notice it's growing plums and then another day it may grow apples or pears. You just never know, but it's all very exciting. How do you climb it? asked Rick. In the ordinary way? Well, we will today, said Joe, because we want to show you our friends who live inside the tree. But sometimes there's a rope that's let down the tree and we can go up as easily with the help of that. Or sometimes Moonface lets down a cushion on the end of the rope and then pulls us up one by one. He swung himself up into the tree and the others followed. After a bit, Rick gave a shout. Wow! It's extraordinary. The tree is growing nuts now. Look! Sure enough, it was. Rick picked some and cracked them. They were hazelnuts, ripe and sweet. Everyone had some and enjoyed them.
Now, when they had all got very high up indeed, Rick was most surprised to see a little window in the trunk of the faraway tree. Goodness, does somebody live just here? He called to the others. Look, there's a window here. I'm going to peep in. Oh, you better not, shouted Joe. The angry pixie lives there and he hates people peeping peeping in. But Rick felt so curious that he just had to peep in. The angry pixie was at home. He was filling his kettle with water when he looked up and saw Rick's surprised face at his window. Nothing made that pixie more angry than to see people looking at him. He rushed to the window at once and flung it open. Peeping again, he shouted. It's too bad. All day and night people come peeping. Take that. He emptied the kettle of cold water all over poor Rick. Then he slammed his window and drew the curtains across. Joe, Beth and Franny couldn't help laughing. I told you not to peep in at the angry pixie, said Joe, wiping Rick with his hanky. He's always nearly in a bad temper. Oh, um, by the way, Rick, I must warn you about something else. There's an old woman who lives high up in the tree who is always washing. She empties the water down the tree and it comes slish-sloshing down. You'll have to look out for that or you'll get wet. Rick looked up at the tree as if he expected the water to come tumbling down at once. Come on, said Beth, we'll go come to where the owl lives soon. He's a friend of Silky's and sometimes brings us notes from her. The owl was fast asleep. He usually only woke up at night time. Rick peered in at his window and saw the big owl asleep on a bed. He couldn't help laughing. I am enjoying all this, he said to Franny. It's quite an adventure. The children climbed higher and came to a broad branch. Oh, there's a sweet little yellow door with a knocker and bell, cried Rick in surprise, staring at the door set neatly in the trunk of the tree. Who lives there? That's our friend Silky's, said Joe. Ring the bell and she'll open the door. Rick rang the little bell and heard it go ting-a-ling inside. Footsteps pattered to the door. It opened and a pretty little fairy looked out. Her hair hung around her face like golden mist. Hello, Silky, cried Joe. We've come to see you and we've brought our cousin Rick, who's come to live with us. He's having a lovely time exploring the faraway tree. How do you do, Rick, said Silky, holding out her small hand. Rick shook hands shyly. He thought Silky was the loveliest creature he had ever seen. I'll come with you if you're going to visit Moonface, said Silky. I want to borrow some honey from him. I'll take some pop cakes with me and we'll have them in Moonface's house. Whatever are pop cakes? asked Rick in surprise. Wait and see, said Joe with a grin. They all went up the tree again. Soon they heard a funny noise. 
That's old Mr. What's-his-name snoring, said Joe. Look, there he is. Sure enough, there he was, sitting in a comfortable chair, his hands folded over his big tummy and his mouth wide open. How I'd love to pop something into his open mouth, said Rick at once. Yes, that's what everybody feels, said Joe. Moonface and Silky once popped some acorns in, didn't you, Silky? And what's-his-name was very angry. He threw Moonface up through the hole in the cloud and put him into the strange land there. Where's the old saucepan man? asked Beth. He's usually with his friend, Mr. What's-his-name. Oh, I expect he's gone to see Moonface, said Silky. Come on, we'll soon be there. As they went on up the tree, Silky suddenly stopped. Listen, she said. They all listened. They heard a curious noise. Slishy, sloshy, slishy, sloshy. Coming nearer and nearer. It's Dame Washalot's dirty water coming, yelled Joe. Get under a branch, everyone. Rick wasn't as quick as the others. They all hid under big boughs. But poor old Rick wasn't quite under his when the water came pouring down the tree. It tumbled onto his head and went down his neck. Cold. Rick was very angry. The others were sorry, but they thought it was very funny too. Next time I climb this tree, I'll wear my swimsuit, said Rick, trying to wipe himself dry. Really? I think somebody ought to stop Dame Washalot pouring her water away like that. How disgusting. Oh, you'll soon get used to it and dodge the water easily, said Joe. On they all went up the tree again and at last came almost to the top. There they saw a door in the trunk of the tree and from beyond the door came a sound of voices. Oh, that's old Moonface and old Saucepan Man, said Joe. And he banged on the door. It flew open and Moonface looked out. His big round face beamed with smiles when he saw who his visitors were. Hello, 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 he said. Come on in. The saucepan man is here. Everyone went into Moonface's curious round room. There was a large hole in the middle of it, which was the beginning of the slippery slip. The wonderful slide that went round and round down the inside of the tree, right to the bottom. Moonface's furniture was arranged around in the inside of the tree trunk and it was all curved to fit the curve of the tree. His bed was curved, the chairs were curved, the sofa and the stove. It was very odd. Rick stared at it all in great surprise. He really felt as if he must be in a dream. There was somebody very peculiar sitting on the sofa. It was the old saucepan man. He really was a very curious sight. He was covered with saucepans and kettles and he wore a saucepan for a hat. You could hardly see 
anything of him except his face, hands and feet because he was so covered with saucepans and things. He made a tremendous clatter whenever he moved. Who's that? he said, looking at Rick. This is Rick, said Joe, and Rick went forward to shake his hands. The saucepan man was very deaf, though he did sometimes hear quite well. But he nearly always heard some, everything wrong, and sometimes he was very funny. Chick, he said. Well, that's a funny name for a boy. Oh, not Chick, but Rick, shouted Moonface. Stick, said the saucepan man, shaking hands. Good morning, Stick. Hope you're well. Rick giggled. Moonface got ready to shout again, but Silky quickly handed him her bag of popcakes. Oh, don't get angry with him, she said. Look, let's all have some popcakes. They're freshly made today. And, oh, Moonface, do tell us, what land is at the top of the faraway tree today? The land of Topsy-Turvy, said Moonface. But I don't advise you to go there. It's very uncomfortable. Oh, yes, let's, cried Rick. Can't we just peep at it? We'll see, said Joe, giving him a popcake. Eat this, Rick. Popcakes were lovely. Rick put one in his mouth and bit into it. It went pop at once and he found his mouth full of sweet honey from the middle of the cake. Delicious, he said. I'll have another. Oh, Joe, please let's take our lunch up into the land of Topsy-Turvy. Oh, please, please, please. <laughs> oh, dear, my children say, oh, please, 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 when they really want to do something that I don't really want them to do. Ah, <laughs> oh, and I usually give in, so I expect... They will all give in. Do you think they might go to the land of Topsy-Turvy? I think so. Maybe tomorrow we'll find out. Who knows? <laughs> so, that was today's story. So, I am going to go and get on a train and go to London and see a show, and have some dinner, and stay in a hotel. That is my day. Ooh, I'm excited. But first, I want to know where we get these chocolate pudding fruits from, because I really, really want to taste one. <laughs> May have to go to Central or South America for for a while. Oh, if anybody out there comes from Central or South America and you have heard or tasted a black sapote, please tell me that I've got that right or saying it right. Please let me know if they do indeed taste like chocolate pudding. Please, please, please. <laughs> So I am going to love you and leave you now and I will see you all again tomorrow. 
Until then, you make sure that you enjoy your day, you take care, but most of all, you stay safe, okay? And I will see you all tomorrow. Bye for now.